0: Hi there, folks. King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer and will postpone duties to undergo treatment. So what happens from here? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Great to be with you wherever you are joining us from. Also on Ticker Today, will China's economic woes impact the global economy? But first... We begin with ticker hot shots and King Charles has been diagnosed with a form of cancer. And while the 75 year old will postpone his public engagements to undergo treatment, he is remaining wholly positive. In a statement, Buckingham Palace says a separate issue of concern had been spotted during his recent hospital stay, but did not give any further details beyond saying tests had revealed the king had a form of cancer. It's bringing Veronica Dudo, uh, who's been watching this in New York. Of course, Veronica, Americans very much attached to the British royal family, as we know, Some Shock news that has come through. We know that he'd been in hospital over the past week, and now we find out that there is a form of cancer, but we don't know much more than that.
1: Absolutely. We learned in January last month that he was going in for somewhat of a routine procedure. And of course, this was really an absolutely shocking announcement. As you mentioned, he is 75 years old. They're not exactly saying what form of cancer, but a lot of medical experts uh, and also sources are saying that during this previous procedure that something else was potentially detected and as you mentioned they definitely do have uh, positive spirits moving forward now we do know the Duke of Sussex in the coming days will be traveling to the United Kingdom to be with his father King Charles III we're not exactly sure when that's going to take place the last time he was there was during the king's coronation and that was back in May but again he was not doing any royal duties meaning Harry he was only there as just another member of the family and so obviously uh it it's at least uh, a good sign from from the outside looking in for the family in the fact that uh you know the duke of sussex will be able to at least be with his father because of course this is this is a diagnosis that so many families do deal with but of course nobody really wants to
0: Oh, absolutely. It's a terrible diagnosis. So Let's have a listen now to the U.S. president. A very short statement. He was asked by reporters. Kind of hard to see, but you can hear. Have a look. The
2: message yes. I'm glad to call him. I'm concerned about him. Just heard his diagnosis. But I'll be talking to him, God wrong.
0: And also, Veronica, the Australian Prime Minister, putting out a statement not so long ago saying the thoughts of all Australians are with King Charles and his family. We wish him very much a speedy recovery. I'll be sending a message to the palace this morning, and we hope that King Charles has a speedy recovery, a return to his duties now as soon as possible. Uh, Really worth mentioning as well, of course, Australia, just like Canada, part of the Commonwealth, was not long ago that he ascended to the throne, um, and there are many people in the world touched by cancer. The King finds himself in that position. He was meant to travel to Australia with Camilla uh, for a royal tour his first as king obviously a lot of questions now about whether or not that will be able to happen um, as he steps back from the role but obviously we don't have too many details about what type of cancer um, how significant it is I mean any form of cancer obviously is serious but we're still waiting for details.
1: Absolutely. And just some medical experts, again, were were simply saying, you know, in terms of some of those stepping back from your duties, uh, you know, something was also to not be around the public. And of course, you know, wanting to keep your immune system up during a time uh, in in that you would be seeking treatment is, is, of course, understandable.
0: Yeah, very much so. All right now conflict in the middle east intensifies as the united states involvement through airstrikes adds a new dimension to the crisis raising concerns about the widening scope of the conflict Uh, veronica we talk about these u.s strikes which we saw over the weekend retaliation for what you and i were talking about here last week which was uh, the death of three u.s service uh, people servicemen Um, now obviously the big concern is about the United States getting into some serious conflict with a country like Iran, right?
1: Absolutely. There have been some 168 strikes on U.S. forces and bases, uh, ships that are in Europe and the Red Sea since October. And unfortunately, it took three uh, men and women to die in that Tower 22 attack in Jordan. Uh, That's still being investigated. Uh, We do know that a U.S. drone was heading back into the camp. There's, you know, potential talk that there may have been a second one. So, of course, we're waiting for more details in exactly how, That breach did occur. And unfortunately, those fatalities. Now, U.S. President Joe Biden, he waited until the bodies returned to the Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. He was there. The First Lady was there. It's an extremely sad, symbolic uh, transfer for those men and women to come back onto American soil. And it was that evening that the strikes were, of course, launched. Now, we did hear all week that the U.S. was going to be planning an attack. And then uh, a short time after, we did hear President Biden say he knew what he was doing. So, of course, uh, the areas in the, the Middle East had a lot of time to prepare for this and to potentially secure things that they needed to secure. So some military experts are a little, uh, you know, they're definitely showing critique and saying, why would you maybe broadcast what you're mm-hmm. about to do? Now, we did hear from the National Security Advisor that these strikes will continue. They've been in partnership with the UK, and um, it's it's unfortunately something that no one really knows where it's going to go, but no one yeah. wants it to escalate, especially you know, a wider conflict in the Middle East.
0: I feel like it's interesting you talk about that. It re- reminds me of when the president, President Biden, headed to Kiev to meet with President Zelensky, and they had to tell the enemy, that being Moscow, that Air Force One was going to be flying in. It seems that it's so sensitive, it's such a tinderbox right now, that even the United States is so concerned that any surprise attack could actually launch things off. Anyway, Veronica Dudo, host of In America Today, right here on Ticker. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Meta Platforms added $196 billion in stock market value, marking the biggest one-day gain by any company in Wall Street history. After the Facebook parent declared its first dividend and posted robust results, stock surged just over 20% for the session, also recording its biggest one-day percentage increase in a year. Its third biggest since its 2012 Wall Street debut. Its stock market value now stands at more than $1.22 trillion, while dividends are associated with mature slow growth companies meta is on the fourth offered by wall street's most valuable technology related heavyweights along with apple microsoft and nvidia mark zuckerberg's neck wealth now net worth rather hitting 165 billion dollars making zuckerberg wealthier than co-founder of microsoft bill gates So here's a question. Is China on the brink of an economic downturn? For more, we're joined by China Insider David Zhang, who's in New York. David, great to see you as always. We're talking about this slowdown in the Chinese property market impacting the overall economy. We've now seen Evergrande as well. What has happened since that announcement that they'll essentially be filing for liquidation?
2: You're actually seeing a reflection in the Chinese stock market, which has continued to plunge, uh, I believe, in one of the indexes by 7%. In the Shanghai Stock Exchange, it's dipped down below 2,700 points. Uh, it's a, because China's economy is so, So tied around the real estate sector, you're you're starting to see a lots of lots of uh, different sort of edges come out exposed, including the stock market. Uh, This is obviously a a downward trend because there's really China's buying a lot of time with its policies, but it hasn't been able to stop. So with the Evergrande situation i believe i mentioned last time it's tip of the iceberg because there are more than one real estate developers in china facing that type of uh, large amounts of debt and non-performing amounts of debt in fact so i think we're going to start to see more and more of the similar type of situation come out of china
0: And obviously, with Chinese New Year coming up, there had been hope a lot of people would be traveling around. It's a real chance to catch up with family members and a huge uh, period where we see people moving around. Um, But we know that this time around, it's really different, right? We're seeing that um, people don't have as much money. Stories of people are catching the train, uh, taking 48 hours to get somewhere rather than the bus because it's a little bit cheaper. Um, It it really is starting to hit those working class and middle class Chinese workers um, in a way that China had a. Essentially, promise wouldn't happen.
2: Exactly. The middle class, they either lost everything in their stock market or they decided to not spend much money the working class uh, what china refers to as the lower end of the population uh they're unable to even make ends meet including buying travel tickets back to their hometown and uh, this wasn't like this maybe 10 years ago it, obviously there were still the lower income population but uh you know i'm hearing stories of people unable to purchase a ticket or simply not going back for the holidays now the holiday travel in china is supposed to be the most busiest time of the year for uh, just in general, the amounts of spending that should take place. And uh, if this continues, we'll get the data afterwards, of course. Uh, but, but that looks to be a pretty scary, scary time.
0: And talk to us about, I guess, the rising debt levels in China, how they're actually looking to contribute to the potential economic downturn as well. We know so many countries, including the United States, are heavily indebted, but the U.S. is a very different situation in terms of sovereign currency compared to China. Um, talk to us about the rising debt level and what that will mean for, I guess, both the country's outlook, but also for things like um, other property development companies like Evergrande.
2: Yeah, the United States, for example, their debt is a very valuable asset to keep or to buy into because you know the economy is going to change and it's going to generate you. Money, But the Chinese debt, uh, what they're calling most of it in hidden local debt, is non-performing because they're simply invested into things like infrastructure or they're not tied to the overall economy in the sense that they can generate lots of money. So Chinese debt, it's really bad debt. And and, uh, because the state has long used printing money as a way to bail them out, it's only pushed the problem further away, not solve it. Uh, so at, at some point, it amounts to a huge amounts of uh, money that needs to be paid back, but there's simply not enough to cover that in the current state of the economy. So all as a miracle happens, there's simply not enough money in the system to, to really solve the issue. And that's just to end the, uh, whether that's an investment or whatnot, but there's also the stock market, the real estate. So I would say there's three heavy baggages that China has, or the Chinese government has to deal with. Uh, and it doesn't have enough Well, what does
0: it mean for Xi Jinping, right? We we talk about what it means for the people, but what does it mean for Xi Jinping when we look at the global implications of decisions that were made during COVID, like the lockdown, that really has restricted the bounce back, restricted the growth. I mean, five years ago, we were talking about China taking over the United States economy. Now we're talking about global implications of a significant economic collapse.
2: Over Xi, it's honestly, frankly, just a slap in the face because the policies he's he's directed to project outwards that China is strong has backfired. Uh, It has driven away foreign investments. It has driven away partnerships. And so I think if he keeps this up, it's going to continue to backfire. And I fortunately don't see him turning back easily as he is the dictator and they don't don't tend to uh, admit their mistakes easily.
0: That is very true. We know that well. David Jang from China Insider. Always appreciate your time here on Ticker. And of course, you can check out China Insider on YouTube and also on the web. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Thanks so much for your company. Do hope to see you soon. I'm Aaron Young. Take care. And we'll be back right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes.